Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. John, here's a little inspiration. Just imagine it's fourth and goal from the one-yard line against Iowa. I was thinking about Ann Margaret. <laughs> God, you are old. Don't need any blue chew for that, do you, buddy? Oh my God! Oh my God! It's getting shorter. We did. I'm going to contact the SB Nation people and just say, "Where are they blue chew advertisements?" Because we're already doing them. This is a record. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, a legacy member of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network, and of course, uh, over here on the SB Nation Podcast Network, we are one of a couple of Coordination uh, shows, of course, of Bangarangs and Daggers. Make sure that you check them out as well on this very same feed. My name is Greg Mahochko. I'm joined by uh, the other two legs of the tripod, Hoss Reuter, John Dam Johnston. Did I did I get the order right there, guys? Did I did I please you everybody? Did. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to alternate that because I, no matter what, I'm gonna piss one of you guys off every week. I oh got, no, I just start out that way. Oh, that's that's you know what? When, when you answered the phone, you, when you answered the the call, you sounded like you were ready to rip somebody's head off. So. Oh, I'm not an angry person. I'm just tired when you're tired and old and crusty. You're just angry by default. It comes out as anger. just comes out that way. Get off my lawn. You know what I mean? It sounds tired, but people go, God, he's old and angry. You know, John, I bet you'd be in a better mood if you popped some blue chew and cuddled (laughs) up with the missus. We're not even two minutes in. That wasn't my (laughs) fault this time, John. He needs help. You know, that guy needs a girlfriend. That's what he needs. I, I need a lot of things in life, and probably including yep. probably including some, you know, uh, I don't want to say anger management classes because I don't have an anger problem. Probably more along the lines of just, like, not being a blown-out asshole at all times. I do need anger management classes, and I think my wife would agree. Let me tell you guys wow. why. You know how John, they, do you pay? Do you pay for therapy? No, I have SB you guys. What the, it, it, the hell like, am I going to pay for it, therapy does, for? Does I have an entire website. Look, yeah, can, can I? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they pay for therapy. What the hell do you think this is? I don't know. I'm just making conversation. You, you know. Do you get know? Ass, John. You guys know how this past weekend was uh, Mother's Day. Yes. yes. By the way, that that's only relevant. Uh, our friend over at Positive Cynicism on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network, uh, Chad Smart, always says that time is irrelevant in podcasts because while we're recording this in the middle of May, you might be listening to this in July or August. Uh, so, as we're recording this, this past weekend was Mother's Day, and I fucked up. Uh-oh. We weren't even out of the house to church yet, and I fucked up and ruined Mother's Day. What'd you do? Did you call her the wrong name? Did you call her your ex-girlfriend's name? No, no, no. I never had an ex-girlfriend. Are you kidding me? That, that was... Uh, uh, I, well... We don't have to go down the road that far. No. <laughs> Let's just dial back to uh, Sunday. So uh, we're finishing up getting ready 
you know, I, I, for church, I, I'm like the fastest one to get ready because I'm usually up and in the shower first. So, it, you know, obviously I've got the head start and I'm getting my boys, uh, our, our boys shoes on. And he's sitting on the island uh, there in, in the kitchen and he knocked over a cup. The cup had a little bit of water in it. No big deal, except it got on a couple of uh, checks that, you know, needed to go in the bank. And so I'm like freaking out because checks have already been signed. I didn't want, you know, signatures to run and, you know, things like that. And my wife, she, she comes around the corner. She's like, well, was there water in the cup? And as I'm like patting dry the, the checks, I'm like, well, of course there was water in the cup, you know, and it was a dick move. And, and you know how they say, my mom always says, you know, it's not so much what you say is how you say it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was a long ride to uh, the, the short drive to church was a lot longer. And the day itself, not so good. So after a little bit of anger management uh, uh, on my own part, went and, you know, everything's resolved. You know, like I didn't have to sleep on the couch or anything this time. So, uh, it, it, but, you know, uh, lesson to be learned for me and for anybody else out there is watch the filter, I would say. And um, which one? The Brita water filter? Yeah. Doom. Uh, my, my. I will, I will give, I give you a lesson about holidays. Okay. Other than Christmas and New Year's, don't actually celebrate them on the day they are. That's got off. What about Easter? No, it's not. You just do. You learn to be flexible. You go, I'm going to be really tired on Mother's Day. How about if we go out Saturday night and avoid the crowds? Okay. See, that's how it works. Well, in. in... Are you like a psychologist? Well, yes, part time. I run a website called Coronation, <laughs> and it's largely a psychology experiment. I didn't realize. Hoss, did you know that we're essentially guinea pigs or lab rats? I always had the feeling, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, it's just John's like the guy in Wizard of Oz, you know. Just which, a wizard behind the curtain shifting gears. I was going to say, I thought you were going to have to be more specific as far as which guy, because... We know he's not the Tin Man because he has a heart. And is he the Scarecrow? No, because he has a brain. <laughs> oh, he's Dorothy. No, I... I think we should move on from this Dorothy of Oz thing. I'd be the Wicked Witch who somehow, somehow could be melted by water and yet kept buckets of water in her castle. For no apparent reason other than what? She wanted to feel close to her own mortality all the time so she would be reminded of how fleeting life is. Maybe she's into, like, the duality of man type thing. It must have been because, I mean, the guy picks up a bucket of water and throws it on here. And, like, if you were the Wicked Witch, wouldn't you say, there's no buckets of water anywhere within 15 miles of where I am, Do you little think- monkey guys? I mean, let, let's let's this investigate. This Let, let's investigate. Do you think that she knew that that was like her? That water was her downfall. Uh, of course, everybody knows their own. Yes, she obviously did. Really, because we don't see it any other time in the movie where she's you know going out of her way to avoid water. Maybe it was special Brita water. <laughs> Maybe it was filtered. It was filtered. Yeah, uh, classic. Um, I don't know when he hits her. She suddenly she has no like 
Oh my God, I didn't know I could melt like this. She said, I'm melting this water. She knows right away. We know what leads to our own demise. We just charge right into it. Alcoholism, drug abuse, saying the wrong things on Mother's Day, wishing for True. a 10 and 2 football season when you know it's going to be 8 and 4. Yeah, I'm cool with 8 and 4. We made this. Look, an actual football reference there on a football podcast or a podcast yeah. about mostly football. Says the guy who gets off topic all the time. I don't do that ever. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this red and white freight train. John, you're mostly responsible for taking it off the rails. Nice Sawyer Brown reference. Thank you. Uh, okay. So we do have uh, some uh, Husker topics to discuss, but I thought before we got there, it would be important to mark the date as this week is a historic moment as Haas our, our 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 little baby brother, our young man, got himself his first gray hair. Did you really? Yes, I did. I was getting my hair cut yesterday, and uh, the gal who cuts my hair. Yes, I, I'm also old in the sense that I have one singular person that I go to for a haircut every time because she does that damn good of a job. Notice that I had a gray hair along my hairline on the left side, about two inches above my eye. There's a gray hair. How did that make you feel? Yeah. Um, distinguished. Uh, oh, you lying bastard. I don't know. I mean, it did is she like go, ee, gray hair? No, she just said, hey, you have a gray hair right there. And I was like, oh, really? And she was like, yeah, you want me to pluck it out? And I said, yeah, go on ahead. That's taking the wuss's way out. Hey, you know what? You have though? to wear the... Think you know about what? this. I know Honestly, what? at this point, if I have hair by the time I'm 40, you know. Yeah, well, you're going to have one less gray. now. Not one, one singular hair. Right, but now you have one less because the one... Think about this, though. You are 27. If I 28, almost 29. You are, see? You are 28, almost 29. I lost a year in there somewhere. Blacked out. <laughs> it, it was a weird year. Um, all I have to say is that gray hair is a badge of honor for oh. all the shit you've seen. And you discarded it. You threw it away like it was nothing. Oh, I'm sure it'll be back. I... And I'm sure John is, 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 can say similar. I have a ton of gray hair. Like I have, I, I'm growing out my my playoff beard for the St. Louis Blues. Don't get me started on Game Three. Uh, and I have gray in my beard, and it's off-putting. Uh, but I've always had like the distinguished gray Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic for any comic book nerds out there uh, on the sides. But it's just going gray more and more. The good news is, like my father before me. I am a Jedi who will at least have hair. Uh, it'll be gray. But the fun part is I can say that I was gray or t- getting gray before my son was born, so I can always point and blame my wife for that one. Uh, I won't do that on Mother's Day. I'm, I'm not going to make that mistake again. But, um, John, uh, when, when did you I, start going gray? I don't know. What do you want from me? 
and answer the question? I have no idea. You ask me history questions. I don't remember most of my life or parts of my life. Probably probably started going gray the the day Frank Solich was fired. I just looked at life and went, well, this is all going to shit from here. I didn't know you were one of the Solichistas. I wasn't, but I figured, hell, you know, he he was doomed because he wasn't Tom Osborne. I mean, if you didn't recognize that, you were kind of a dipshit. But, uh, you know, when he was fired, on the other hand, you just kind of went, well, this is not going to end up well. You sound like the man who has the benefit of hindsight. Yes. At the same time, though, I don't think it took – it didn't take a lot of hindsight genius to – Steve Peterson's coaching search went on for 362 days and that was brutal. 84 coaches that turned him down or was almost hired. And then he ended up with that guy. You know, I mean, that it didn't really take, you know, it took a whole lot of wishful thinking and hope. I mean, like so much hope that all my all my hair turned gray overnight. I think 2004, I have no idea when I turned gray, but it all turned gray. Once, sometimes I look up there and there's a brown hair, and I go, "You rebel bastard!" And I rip it right out. Man, I would pay money to see a picture of you from when you actually had hair that was not gray. Got a picture of that, John? Well, I'd probably do somewhere. Yes. Well, you think we should get to the show? Hi, Greg. Where are your football topics? I have paintings from the 1735. But I was still wearing one of them powdered wigs. Very we're going to need one from when you were at Andrew Jackson's inauguration. I, now, were you part of the f- uh, very French uh, bourgeois, uh, uh. thank you, uh, trend, male trend of, of wearing the shoes with the little heels on them? Were you a heel-wearing Frenchman? No. Okay. I had cavalry boots. That, that's, you know what? That shows that you were a warrior, and not so much a uh, pompous ass. I could have been a pompous ass warrior. <laughs> I guess you could. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, that'll be the first half of the show. We will yeah. come back and uh, get to the other fun topics right after this. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. Greg Mahachko, Hoss Reuter, John Dam Johnston here. And we had a lot of fun in that last break, you know, talking about things we can and can't remember and uh, how not to mess up uh, Mother's Day in the future. Now we're going to turn our attention to a couple of things that I I saw, ideas that I borrowed from other sources. And and allow me to explain. Uh, Guys, are either of you familiar with the Turn Back Challenge? No. Is it it about turtles? It's not. Uh, Oh. At least... I don't think so. Um, I saw this on Facebook earlier today, uh, and it was from, I think, the WWE or something like that. Now, this is not WWE-related, but they that was just the example that I caught. They had various WWE superstars, uh, and what they would do is on a laptop or screen, they would play you know an important match, an exciting match, uh, a historic match like... Uh, Hoss, you'll know when Undertaker threw mankind off the top of the hell in the cell at the King of the Ring, nineteen ninety-eight. But uh, they they show it up to a certain point, and they allow the 
superstar, the wrestler, to see it, and then they have to turn around. And if they, the the challenge is, I mean, you know that this is an, perhaps an iconic moment in in history. So, can you stay with your back to the screen, or do you turn around to see it? It's called the turn back challenge. Now, obviously, this is an audio medium, and you know we don't have the video set up or anything like that. But I was thinking, what iconic moments in Husker history could we? you know, offer as a turnback challenge that we just couldn't resist, you know, op- turning around, opening up the eye and, uh, and glancing back at the screen to see, you know, the, the end of, end of the play, end of, uh, you know, that highlight that, that was being shown. One of them that, that came to my mind right away was uh, the game against Northwestern, the, the Hail Mary um, and uh, Ron Kellogg, the third to, uh, you know the the ball, of course, is tipped around. The the thing is with the turnback challenges, I guess the they would pause it right before the ball would leave Ron Kellogg's hand. That's when you turn around. But but you're exactly. Uh, I'm also excited. What the hell's going on over there? Uh, my headphones, AirPods fell out of my pocket. Huh. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, sitting on a bar stool. Uh, do we understand the concept, give or take? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so the Hail Marys one, I think that you know would be. I mean, I know how fun it is. You know, I, I'm obviously familiar with the play, uh, but I, I think I'd you know turn back around and watch the end of that because that was an exciting end of end of that game. Of uh, what would you would you guys turn back? For, for that Hail Mary, or, or would you be able to keep that one in the rearview mirror? Do we always, do we, do we have like a limited selection? No, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking of moments in Husker history where, you know, that would be a, a fun, you know, fun to think about as far as, as this turn back challenge goes, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're unlimited. I mean, and as many or as few as you wanted. Um, I was just thinking of, you know, that was one that I thought of. Another one that I thought of was Tommy Frazier's, uh, you know, uh, bowling ball run against Florida in the national championship game. Um, you know, just epic moments that, you know, kind of define either a game or a season or perhaps a, a player's career that, you know, like everybody's familiar with them. We've all seen them a hundred times. Could you resist the opportunity to see it again? You know what I'm saying? You know, there's only talk- one I'm thinking of. Okay, what is it? Going for two. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, it was you know, God knows how long we waited for Tom Osborne to get into a national title game, and then he was in one, and he had Turner Gill and Mike Rozier and Irving Fire, the scoring explosion, and there we were. We'd fought our way back against Miami, and now. Tom Osborne says, I'm not going to just kick the thing and tie this game and probably win a national title with, uh, you know, being a kind of a dirtbag. I mean, that really would have been a chicken shit way out. But he goes for two. We all know that story. That's the biggest turn back in, I think, Husker history right there. So that's the one that you would... You would keep your back to the screen on that? No, I'd have to watch You'd it. Have Is to that watch what you it, okay. mean? Yeah. Yep. No, no, you could not not watch it. 
Okay, no, that's that's a great that's a great simplification of my overcomplicated rules. I would probably I'm gonna go with one that I saw in person. I'm not gonna say like oh Johnny Rogers in seventy one. I would probably go with Brandon Riley's catch against Michigan State in twenty fifteen. Okay. Tell uh, me more. You know what? Here's here's the one that I definitely would, and it's in even though it's in a game that we lost. Cade Warner's two point conversion catch against Iowa. What about the? Uh, uh, I know it's got an official name, um, but the the damn uh, tip kick oh, catch the flea the flea kicker. Yeah, the flea kicker. Uh, to Davison, I think so. I think about some of those plays, though, is those plays aren't plays that you, you know what I mean? In hindsight, you knew where they're coming. The go for two play was a play that you, I mean, the anticipation to that play built up because you were like, oh my God, this is it. This is like the culmination of God knows how many years of coaching, how many years of waiting, right? And then in the, the Ron Kellogg Northwestern Hail Mary was, uh, you know, this game's over. Oh, well, I was at that game with my brother, Jim. First time he'd been in Memorial Stadium since uh, 1967, I think it was, or 65 when he ran in the high school track meet. And they ran under the stadium. Oh, wow. So so it was his first game there, and we're both just standing there. And then that pass goes off, and we're like, what the hell? And then, you know, I mean, it was exciting. That was that was fun to see with your brother in person. That was that big game as well. Uh, that's the thing about some of those plays, especially, I mean, wrestling, you know, in sport like wrestling, I, you have kind of like a, I suppose time runs out if you're really doing like a formal NCAA wrestling where there's three two-minute rounds and or three-minute rounds and, you know, you're coming down to the last 10 seconds and you need a takedown or something. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Sure. There's a moment that's a buildup. So, I don't know. The, the Riley catch, that would be fun. What about You know, the, I got to uh, say. But it came out of nowhere. You know, you were like. Oh, we're driving. Yeah, but you didn't expect it. You know what I mean? It wasn't a. I guess you did. You kind of went, well, we have to do this. We're, we're done. Well, like Warner's two-point conversion catch against Iowa this year. Uh, and again, I do not have the benefit of watching Husker football during the glory days. But leading up to that play, a chance to tie the game up and potentially go to overtime and beat Iowa for the first time in four years. That may have been the most nervous I've ever been before one singular play. I mean, I wanted that one. I, that that game above all. Uh, and, it's, you know, we're four and seven against the. Eight and four, Iowa team, but that one—I mean, it's kind of like the four years of frustration led all the way up to that. Yeah, we'll get back to it. We'll get we we'll we'll, we'll kill Iowa this year. Oh, oh yeah, I want it to be like the Halloween massacre on Colorado in '92. That was a fun game. That's one of my favorite ones to watch on YouTube. Oh, what else? What else would be a good single play? I suppose. Uh, 
How about Did you Crouch's catch against Oklahoma? No, that yeah. came out of nowhere though. Yeah. And and William and they don't... William Floyd's uh William Floyd's Florida William Floyd was a fullback for Florida State. Yeah, played for uh, the Niners. Yeah, he uh, was a 94 uh, Orange Bowl. He scored supposedly jumping over the pile and I mean they gave him a touchdown but you look at it later and you go the son of a bitch fumbled before he got to the end zone. And maybe that play, but it's not as, you know, people don't remember that game and they don't remember that game because the officiating was so un one sided. It was unbelievably bad. Is that the one where Corey Dixon's punt return got yes. called back? Cause the, and yes. the, even the announcers are going, where's the clip? Yes, it was, it was just cheesy, crappy. Honestly, I keep bringing up ones that are in losses, but that's kind of, the nature of being a Nebraska fan, you know, starting in 2002 when I paid attention, started paying attention. Sue's ragdoll sack of McCoy. <laughs> that gets true. every time. And and they don't have to be, you know, uh, a, a game-defining moment, you know, like a, a last-minute catch or anything like that that, uh, here's a fun one. What about uh, the game against Florida Atlantic a few years back, where Jordan Westerkamp caught the ball behind his back? You know, just little fun that little things like that. Cool. I mean, little little moments that you know are you know just so unbelievable. You know, something perhaps that, that's never been seen before. Uh, but you just got to have another look at him. You just got to got to take that extra glance. Um, so that's fine. I mean, here's the here's. Oh, the, you know what? I'll go. I'll go back to that '94 Orange Bowl. There was a play in that game. Uh, before that, before that game, Lee Corso kept going on about Nebraska could has no speed, couldn't keep keep up with Florida State. That we're going to get destroyed. I think we were 23 or 21 point underdogs. Think about that. Okay, 23 point underdogs going into the Orange Bowl. That's what people thought of us, okay? And I, I can't remember who I want to re- – Muhammad? Oh, damn. I'm forgetting the defensive back's name, but on the previous drive, Florida State had hit one of our receivers really hard, and everybody was kind of like, well, this is the – you know, this is standard procedure. Nebraska comes down to Florida and gets their ass kicked by these Florida teams. And on the very next drive, one of their receivers – and keep in mind this is before targeting – one of their receivers goes across the middle, the deep middle for a pass, and he gets destroyed in the middle of the field by one of our defensive backs. And you could literally, you, you could hear, you, it's one of those hits where you feel it at home. You're sitting at home and you go, <gasps> and the, you can hear the crowd gasp. And you got that when our Nebraska players are standing around this guy laying on the ground and you're going, yeah, I don't think we're the same team you're used to anymore. You know, and that that game was really, you know, Byron Bennett missed that field goal, and everybody's like, Byron Bennett. But that game really set up the next, the glory days. They really set up the national titles because it really left, like, a chip on those guys' shoulder of how screwed they were by the officiating and how well they played but still lost. So there you go. I like it. And, uh, I can just go on about that. And listeners to the show, if you want to participate and uh, drop your uh, ideas in 
to uh, you know be part of the show, you can we encourage you uh, to send us some feedback via Facebook, Twitter, or our handy dandy little voicemail line, and uh, the number for that is. Four zero two three two seven eighteen thirty. That's right. 1830 uh, I had to look it up. Hoss, uh, Hoss has it memorized. I don't know why. I don't think he's ever called up before. Um, no, I think so either. So uh, use your voice by being part of the show in such a manner. Um, the other fun little topic that I have for you, and, and really because there's not a whole lot going on, in the off season uh, is as I was listening to a, uh, one of my nerd podcasts that I listened to called fat man beyond with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard. And I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. And they were, one of the questions they got from their audience was if you had to, if someone came up to you and said, what's one comic book? Like I've never read a comic book before, but I'm interested. What would be one comic book that, you know, would be like the gateway comic book so in in of course i'm not going to pose the comic book question to you all but <laughs> i was gonna say okay but uh someone with a clean slate who doesn't have you know who doesn't have a horse in the college football race so to speak and they say to you what would be one husker game that i should watch if you were going to try to convince me to be a husker fan what would be that that's the question what would what would be your gateway game to introduce someone to Husker football? The Fiesta Bowl against Florida. Would it? That's a long time ago. That's like me old. <laughs> Come on, I mean, man. That's the pinnacle, but if we're going to go recently, gee, ooh, 2014 Nebraska-Miami. I'll go with the, what is it, the 2009 Big 12 Championship? Man, we're just like talking L's on this podcast. So we are, but, you know, I mean. The nature of the past 18 years. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, you know, we got to the Big 12 Championship. Which which conference were we in? You know, the one where Sue, you mentioned <laughs> Sue tossing around the, who was it, Colt McCoy? Yeah, that I, that one I would go, yeah, this this is us. Our offense is better now, but... <laughs> Our defense is worse. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and then I would explain to him why we all hate Texas and why Texas is the biggest bunch of bastards oh, that have ever oh, lived. By the way, the guy planet. who looks like he has a penis for a nose, eh, he's no longer the coach here. <laughs> <sighs> so I've, I've got it. I've got a notion. For a game, an entry game. You got a notion. I've got a notion. Uh, prime time Saturday night at Memorial Stadium, 2011, Ohio State, Nebraska. I have such mixed feelings on that game. Oh, that was the the Bosserman. The Bosserman. That was the Bosserman game, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I get it, but man, you see that you know at halftime, Nebraska's down 20 to six. Uh, you know, tack on another, you know, touchdown there in the third quarter early on. And, and yeah, you do have the uh, Joe Bowserman uh, pass chart, which I'm going to throw up in the post because we mentioned it and legally we have to include it in, in the, the article now. Uh, so I'm going to throw that up there. So you have that. Uh, but overcoming your biggest deficit and, and in 
I mean, you you got the the quarterback from uh, Jean Baptiste. Ah, oh, you got you got the uh, I mean interception there uh, for a guy who up until about a week ago was a receiver, and then due to uh, I mean everybody knows the story. Due to essentially a lack of depth, you have to move him to uh, set the secondary to the cornerback position. And he comes up with a key catch, uh, key pickoff, and then you have uh, one of my favorite images is uh, Rex Burkhead doing that Superman dive uh, past the pylon for a touchdown. Uh, just, you know, it's not the perfect game, obviously, and, and, you know, if Joe Bowserman doesn't ever enter the game, maybe things aren't the same. But anytime you can put an L on Ohio State, and by the way, more L's for Ohio State are coming from Nebraska in the future. Um that that uh, that game is famous in coordination history. Explain. Did you know that? Did you know that? I did not. Explain. Okay. <clears throat> I had gotten a lot of crap from well, I'd gotten some emails from people and comments from people that my website was not family friendly because it allowed profanity and things like that. So at the beginning of that season I had asked people don't swear anymore in the game threads. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have a feeling I know where this is going. So, so uh, we're fine up until that game, and and it, it's going along and it's going along, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, we're getting our asses kicked. We can't do anything." And I make this post, and it specifically says this: "It says, fuckity fuck, 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 fuck." <laughs> Fucking offense can't run. Fucking defense can't stop anything. Fucking receivers can't catch. It's fuck. And you know what I mean? That's a lot of fucks all at once. And right, literally the moment I posted that was when, uh, oh, come on, who was it? Levante David hit the quarterback and caused the fumble and caused the turnaround. And, And people were like, John's fucks are magical in the entire thread. You can go back and find that game thread. And the entire thread turned into a giant fuck fest. It literally is just oh, fuck. Oh, every post is fuck, 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 fuck. I, it, it, was, it was hilarious. And after that, I just said, you know what? Um, we're a family-friendly website. We're just family-friendly for dysfunctional families. And if you want to admit you have a dysfunctional family, then you can come join us. I mean, if you want to act like you're not, then that's fine. Go somewhere else. But there you go. I like how you said it was a fuck fest. <laughs> it, was, it was just... I literally go back and look at that game thread. I mean, it's just... It turns into hundreds of comments. It's just horrible profanity. Okay, hold on. It's, I'm, I'm looking It's here. like I saved everything for the year. So here, You don't have to look it up now. No, no, I, I just did. Uh, first of all, this is the second half. Uh, Ohio State leads 20-6. to six. Nebraska's defense isn't physical. They don't tackle well. It's like Kevin Cosgrove came back and poisoned the water hole. Mm-hmm. Offensive line is having a tough time against the tough Ohio State defensive line. I don't have enough alcohol for this. I should have bought the gin. And then we go to the comments. 929 comments. I don't know if that's normal for a game thread. I'm just looking for the word fuck. Are you really? <laughs> well, you'll find it. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I typed it in my, my control F. 
you know, the find function, and there's a lot of them, 156. <laughs> Apparently, and I don't know. Oh, here we go. Perfect. Yep, I found it. Uh, 9.13 p.m. Here we go. Fuck. Fuckity fuck fuck fuck. Fucking joining the big <laughs> fucking 10. Fucking defense that won't play tough. Fucking offensive coordinator. Fucking stupid ass shit for brains offensive line coach. Fucking defensive secondary that can't cover my mom. My mom is 90. I know I've asked y'all to not swear during game threads, but fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that pretty much is it. And then you see the rest of them after that. And it's just like a cascade of... I think you did all the swearing for us. We're good now. <laughs> oh, Jeez, man. John. You're a shaman. Well, yeah. Good times. Um, I mean, you know, we have... Listen, there's there's us, okay? And then there's... there's It's obviously Husker Max. They don't allow profanity over there. and yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, what else is there? I mean, there's a number of different Husker websites. And I guess, to be honest with you, I didn't want to run a Husker website that was the same as everybody else's, where you had to treat Husker football like it was a religion and sacred. And you can it's okay to be... You weren't pandering to the pancake feed crowd. No, not, still, still trying not to, but I wish, you know, I wish I was probably writing more humor, but I need to get back to that a little bit. Well, bye, gosh, John. I, I appreciate what you hey, do. Hey, did you guys I, hear about uh, Blue Blood? Yes. I did. Yeah. I did just That's uh, surprising, I guess. Very. What happened? I don't know. The article in the paper, the article said that they own $25,000 in back rent, so. <laughs> That'll do it. Man, I mean, every time, I mean, they had the, you know, they had the robber's cave where you could take the tour. I mean, they had. <laughs> It's a nice place. I guess I was there, you know, I went there a lot when I go to Lincoln and it always seemed like it was doing well and they had a lot of stuff and I loved their stout. So I don't know. I drank that when we all were there. It was coordination. Well, that's kind of a downer. Why did you guys bring (laughs) it up? Well, you know, it's we talked about it being a location of a coronation reunion, and now that is no longer. We're gonna have to find somewhere. Looks else like to go John on. will have to get the VIP section at Shakers. Do they do the shoe shows at the Shakers? <laughs> Not that kind of shoe show. Oh, okay. What's a Shakers? Oh, come on! You know this. No, I don't. The pink barn at like Highway Six and I eighty in Waverly. Is this where they have dancing girls? <laughs> yes, it is, John. Well, I don't go to those places. I don't either. I did. <laughs> can, can I just say that, that I quickly learned in my uh, youth that it's a waste of time and money to go to those places? That's exactly why I don't go to them. Now, here's a fun little thing for you, because I was not familiar with Shakers. Uh, I thought it was just a bar or a pub or someplace that Hoss liked to uh, go spend some money at. But So I Googled Shakers Lincoln, Nebraska, and everything that Hoss said about it being, you know, Waverly, Highway 6, all true. What's even more impressive is they have videos from inside Shakers. 
like Raven using the spin pole at Shakers and Club Shakers Girls working pole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now you don't even have to go to Shakers. They're putting it all Why? Well, yeah, that sounds kind of dumb. This is getting pretty tawdry. Uh, I don't go to those places. It's not because it's a waste of money. It's it's usually because I drink too much and try to get on the stage, and then they throw me out. <laughs> not even make that. I'm not even making that one up. I'm seriously. When guys were like, "Let's go to a strip bar," I'd be like, "No, let's not go to a strip bar." Well, why not? Because I'm not. Why do you want to do this? It's just dumb. Listen, going to a strip bar is like going to a place where there's a giant buffet and you don't get to eat anything. I've never understood. <laughs> look at it. Well, yeah. yeah. There's but, look you know, at this get... juicy lobster. Oh, thanks, you ass. Well, let's you're getting be... up on stage. It's probably not the worst thing that patrons have done at Shakers. And let's face it, if it's Shakers, it's not lobster, it's probably going to be crabs. Ooh! Ooh. Oh! Alright. You know, I, I think you better Somebody's... put it your head. I think that's a good exit point. Thank you. Somebody's sister hates you now. <laughs> oh, come on now. No self-respecting individual would ever claim a sister who worked at Shakers. Hopefully, <sighs> hopefully it's a sister, not a mom. Wait, is there anybody on the coordination staff who has a relative that works at Shakers that I need to apologize to or edit this out ahead of time? Uh, I don't know. know. Well, let me think. Um, no, I don't think so. All right. Even though, I mean, do you think who would be the most likely out of everyone? Mm, ooh, that's a good question. Oh, we probably should just, listen, we're getting close to our done time. Yeah. It's, and you're uh... starting down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll exit stage left. And and hey, folks, don't uh, use your voice for that particular question. Use your voice for uh, your uh, gateway game that you would share with somebody who uh, to express your Husker fandom. Use your voice uh, for the turnback challenge moments in Nebraska uh, athletics that you just couldn't turn away from. Uh, I have a feeling that here in the near future, it's going to be that first win uh, in the NCAA men's basketball tournament. I have a feeling. We'll find out if it's true or not. Uh, but use your voice by calling 402-327-1830. I made it a local number for you. There we go. Uh, or, of course, Facebook and Twitter. And uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast for myself. Greg Mahochko for my friends and uh, fellow podcasters, uh, Hoss Reuter, John Dam Johnston. We remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red. Win the damn offseason. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. (laughs) 